Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to a bonus edition of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z-D, number three, a.k.a. ass, catch him, a.k.a. Mr. Give it to me. Back at it again. Uh, it's DRJ. Only known as? DRJ. And I'm Camille Poingard of the crew of the Real Life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, Kay Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. The everyday gentleman. 24-7. Um, but better not as Katie. Take that. Take that. Okay. I think, Eric, this was you, right, who, from our account, tweeted about this particular episode? Yes. Okay, so this episode of Tech File Cinema is around the episode of Untold, which is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And this episode is Malice at the Palace. (laughs) From the moment I saw that trailer, I was like, I'm in. Yep. They (laughs) sold me a I was sold. I was like, give it to me. I went the bar Scott roll. I was like, can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> so the document or the episode comes on and they start with all those different news clips mm-hmm. about the day. And before they even talk about it later, all them thug, the thug, the thug, the thug, thug mm-hmm. caught my ear. I was like, dang, Bob Costas. Okay. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. They vilified okay. the fuck out of the NBA. I mean, to on the flip side of it, they were doing shit to vilify, but they was, I mean, it was literally like thug, 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 thug. And then you turn around, they have the, the gun cases. It, it was wild in the 90s for the NBA. Yeah. Well, this was in 2005. <laughs> They was wild then too. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just be talking sometimes. You be just seeing where you go. Two thousands was wild too, like the early two thousands. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. You lucky I ain't got no bell. I'm, I might find a bell sound effect if I if I have enough I gumption. Because boy, I'll I see. Back I'll, see. I'll see you with the we'll gumption. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> But it's crazy because Jermaine O'Neal was talking about like how he feels the mouse at the palace changed how people view him in his career. And he's absolutely right. Cause when they was yeah. going back and showing him clips, I was like, I forgot he was that nice. Yeah, like JL was cold. No, Jermaine O'Neal was cold. I used to like Jermaine O'Neal actually. Like I remember I that too. he was good, mm-hmm. but I don't remember that he was that nice. Yeah. See, like I and maybe it's just, you know, different experiences and you know vantage points, but like when I hear Malice in the Palace, like, I don't get to Jermaine. Like, I get to him, like, knocking that dude out on the court. But, like, I don't think about him being, like, you know, like, a big bad part of it. Like, I don't think about him being, like, scapegoated. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think of Ron first. Like, I think about Ben Wallace before that. Obviously, I think about, like, the fans dumping shit, like, going out the, yeah. out the alley, not the alley, out the tunnel. Like, I think about uh, Steven Jackson just wilding out. Way before I get to Jermaine O'Neal. So, like, 
I don't know, like, I'm not gonna say, like, you know, like, try to invalidate, like, his experience, but, like, I do feel like he, his reputation kind of made it out pretty much unscathed. It was, like, he hit a dude that was on the court who had no reason to be there, so it's, like, that dude was a dick. Right. He's yeah, still man. salty about it. Man. But he's like, that was a bitch move. Like, when I had connect to the dots, like, oh, wait, this is you? Mm. Right, I, so. I knew as soon as I said his name, because I don't even remember it now, but I knew, like, it sounded familiar. I was like, oh, yeah, so mm-hmm. I got clear. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I do get, like, J.O.'s thing from, like, that was his opportunity to lead a title contender. Mm-hmm. And, like that team was most. never right. That team was never the same after that because of that yeah. incident. So like he then became like more of a bit play, not bit player, but like you know, like he was by the time like he by the time the Pacers would have recovered from that, like he was he wasn't the JO of 0405 anymore. Mm-hmm. Like his time had kind of passed him by a little bit. And he missed like his two prime years because of like all the knuckleheads that they brought into Indiana. Right. And then he also didn't have Reggie no more because Reggie was yeah, gone yeah. after that one. But he was like, you know what? Thought we was gonna win the title this year. Didn't happen. Whole a whole uh brawl took place. I'm good. This is <laughs> <laughs> a nice time to call it one. This was my shot. I just didn't make it. Yeah. Okay. Bio. It's always interesting, <laughs> like the the generational divide when you get like these old legends that are still kicking in, like your eighteen, year nineteen, mm-hmm. and then like they just got a bunch of like twenty two year olds on the team, and it's like, mm-hmm. what do y'all have in common at all? Like that you can even, it's like you know LeBron's first year with the Lakers, Kobe's last year with the Lakers, mm-hmm. they just I, dirt, you know, at the end of his career, Shaq, well Shaq will be baby, so like he. <laughs> yeah, it is uh immature but it's always interesting like what the locker room dynamic is for those teams yeah because mm-hmm. life being different places for those guys so it's like yeah what do y'all do maybe invite them over for a barbecue bound <laughs> around like, food lebron literally has kids damn near the same age as some of his teammates <laughs> like <laughs> and actually some of his kids high school teammates are now in the nba like that's how oh yeah like that's literally a generation between the two, you know what I mean? So it's just it's just an interesting dynamic. But yeah, also I'm really happy that Ron Artest was in this documentary. Mm-hmm. Stephen Jacks made me laugh with like, this is the last time I'm talking, like this is it. <laughs> Don't ask me about it no more. <laughs> and then about him, I was reading something. I didn't know that um like he stopped smoking and stuff. Stephen Jackson? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he converted uh, yeah. to Islam. I didn't know he had fully converted and everything. I was like, that's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, yeah, like, that's the one I had. A... Sorry, go ahead. One thing we all can agree on, this is Jamal Tinsley's fault. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. It was definitely his fault. Why did he say that? Why did he say, go get your file? Players, you tell Ron Artest, you already know. Because <laughs> like, go get your file. <laughs> And you told that man that to push to wow. And I, when I heard, I'm like, dog, you I'm like, really, bro? Damn. Like, and I used to fuck with Jamal Tinsley. I used to like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like, Ben he, Wallace he, got mad. Like, why are you following me this hard in this point of the game? Which 
valid. Yeah. Also, why are the starters in the game? It was a blowout. It was a whole blowout. Like, it was just, it, it just seemed like a really combustible set of circumstances that the worst possible outcome came from. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's, there, there are so many places where it's like, okay, if this didn't happen, all this other stuff wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Going oh, all the way story. back, to, right? Going all the way it back was. to like Donnie Walsh <laughs> deciding, like, character doesn't matter. I'm just going to put all these crazy dudes on the same team. Which obviously, like, they talked about. Ron Artest, they talked about Steven Jackson, but like Jamal Tinsley was an issue. Like, mm-hmm. uh, even after this, like, do y'all remember like Steven Jackson getting in trouble at a strip club? Yes. Yeah. Jamal Tinsley was a major part of that. Like, like they do, they having a shootout at a strip club, like oh, after yeah. the Malice in the Palace. It's like, I mean, <laughs> I get it, you know, early, early to mid 20s, like, Knuckleheads, but like shit. Like that's why I'm like Stephen Jackson. Like, yeah, all the thug shit was like coded language, and I know what they're really trying to say, and it was like yeah. trying to paint the entire NBA that way because of, of one of isolated yeah. incident. Like mm-hmm. that's bullshit. But at the same time, like Stephen Jackson definitely like embraced. Oh, he ran yeah. with it. Oh yeah, for the sure. Thug, you know, like the thuggery. Let's put it that way. So it's like thuggery. shoot, you when can't he was like, in now, like it's unfair. <laughs> thuggery. The thuggery. Hey man, when he was, I, I want to do say this too. I wouldn't even call him crazy. Like that was a they group. Wow, that was it was it was a combustible group. You put a lot of different uh, temperaments mm-hmm. into that environment because, and I always say every team need a dog on it for sure. You need that enforcer. You need that tough guy. But one is oh, like well, the limit. It's about balance and like there is yeah, the roster wasn't imbalanced. balanced. It was the personalities were not balanced. Like, Trying by himself. Yeah, by himself. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> old Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make shit happen. They they definitely ain't listen to his fool ass. Ron Artie said it. Yeah. Man, I'm listening to old Reggie. Hey, Ron Artest was a wild boy, fam. He I said he Ron. had a death in the family <laughs> and was at the Source Awards. It was at the Source Awards, dog. Wow, I don't even man. know why I'm on this stage right now, but uh, the war goes too. I don't know what I'm doing, but could you imagine being his teammate? Bro, Jermaine O'Neal still mad about it to this day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this day. My man's was snarling half the documentary, bro. He spent Every time he talked about Ron Artest. Hey, he was he you could tell, dog, like he's still <laughs> livid from that shit. Why did he eat it? He was trying to be so like politically politically correct and civil uh-huh. about it as he was speaking, but I, I understood what you was really saying, JL. Mm-hmm. Like, I really yeah. heard what I you really was, do. You know. Mm-hmm. You was not effing with him at all. I understand. It wasn't not at all. It was prop. It was it was on site. I understand. And then, like for me, like with Malice in the Palace, like you know that there are certain things in our in our lifetime that like you remember exactly where you were or exactly what you were doing when it's when it happened. Like I literally still remember what I was doing where I was at when the Malice in the Palace happened, and it's crazy. And I don't. I was at my granny house and like I wasn't watching the game and I saw like uh-huh. something come across like the ticker 
and maybe I was watching ESPN two, and then they like the game stopped for like however many seconds left. I'm like what? Uh-huh. And I turned it over to ESPN, and they they were like talking about a post game. Yeah. It was on loop. What? It was being talked Basically. about forever. Like that was when ESPN. Well, I don't know. Like, ESPN news might still exist, but like that was definitely when it was still like on basic cable, and I just put oh, yeah. it there, and it was just like the entire night. Mm-hmm. I just kept watching. I couldn't. Not, I couldn't stop looking at it. Yeah, I remember somebody called me. It was like, "Yo, like turn the game on." I'm looking like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> like I was scripting, like, "Yo, this is great." And like, then I like I started to think like how, like, as a fan, and like you're like being in the building, like, mm-hmm. like what would make I don't I don't understand like their their thinking. mob mentality. Yeah, it's just like like the shit is just crazy, bro. Like it literally looked like like the players were like some animals in a zoo or something. Yeah. Of shit. Like they treated them like with the least respect. Like where were the it cops? Was like, yeah, I was just like, what? Like it was just like mind blowing. Like really watching it, it didn't seem like the cop. Like it literally wasn't like police or anybody in place to even like stop the shit from even happening mm-hmm. in the first place. Honestly, though, like, I'm not going to, I don't defend police. I don't make it a point to defend police. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. But I will say, like, unless you had, like, full riot gear, like, at that point, like, I don't think that there was anything you can do. Like, once they run up in the stands and, like, people are coming on the court, like, like, then you have 20,000 people or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like, unless you're willing to shoot somebody, like, I don't know if you can, you can keep order. Like I'm not gonna say like they held, the few cops that were there handled it the best way, but yeah. I don't I don't think that there was anything really realistically that they could have done to have stopped it or gotten them off the court. The dude that did it like threw the beer. He's a pure asshole because when they yeah, asked him the question how he felt that Ron Artest came and hit the hit the other guy and said hit him. And he was like, oh, the the feeling of relief. And he was like laughing and like joking. Laughing. I was like. Yo, I was like, dude, need his ass beat, like real talk. Like he mad disrespectful. I think that was still, probably still at the point where he didn't think he was gonna get in trouble for it, so he was just like uh-huh. making jokes and shit about it. Like, oh, 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 I did it, man. Yeah, like, like he still thought it was like some some sports fan shit, and it's like, no, mm-hmm. dude, like, like this real life, riot, bro. This <laughs> <Like, yeah. laughs> real life shit, bro. It was it was really like the perfect storm of bullshit that night, though. Like <clears throat> it was like, okay, so you only happen to have two cops. That night, and who only happened to be there? What they said a couple nights a week, mm-hmm. so it just so happened to be the only two damn times that night. Tim Donahue was the ref, and, <laughs> and, and let me add a little sprinkle on that because the refs didn't even like refing Pistons games. No, they weren't looking not. forward to the game, so like they already yeah, were over it before they got on the court. Yeah, yeah like they were over it. They said they didn't want to ref in particular Ben, Ron, and Steven. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no bro. But also, it's Tim Donahue, so you have to take everything he says with a grain of salt. Well, yeah. yeah, it's just, it just crazy that of all the refs, he would be the one there at that fight. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. And then, oh, boy, that did throw the cup. He was uh-huh. a whole ho because he was trying to hit right test. He just started punching right test in the back of the head anyways. Like, yeah. Yeah. Nah, bro. Like, no, I feel no. like more than anything, that one instance is what changed my whole perspective on sports fandom. Like, mm-hmm. 
that's why I try to be so even kill and like my reaction to things. So it's like I don't want to be a part. Like I don't want to ever get that emotional about sports where I'm like, you know, willing to commit felonious assault. You know what I mean? Because of the outcome of a sporting event, it's like it's, it should never be that serious. Like never, never in life should be that serious. It's a game at the end of the day. It's a game. Like just seeing them like dump shit on people. You know, like just on people. Like you said, it's like animals. Like you're just like. Yeah. Oh, you you don't fucking matter. Let me dump this beer on you or throw yeah. popcorn on you and spit on you. And mm-hmm. Whatever get, they can find, they was throwing it or, or dumping it on. Throwing chairs. Exactly. When the chair got thrown, yeah, that chair, like, no. dog. Oh, my man really wanted to, like, he, he wanted to start a fight. <laughs> he wanted to fight, fight for real. Like, the, the mob mentality unleashed something in him. Like, he was ready to go. Like I can't even imagine, bro. Like, I would have been infuriated, like, like someone threw a ran. chair on me? Yeah. He, he took off. He threw I'm the chair the and took off. Back of your head, clean off, bro. <laughs> Don't there, ever let me catch you. I swear. <laughs> there were two, and before we get too far away from like Ron Artest, um, like there were two things that stood out to me about like how something like this couldn't happen or like things that would be different if it was 2021. And like mm-hmm. the first thing is like Ron Artest's mental health. Like it's very clear that. Mm-hmm. You know, he he said he was already in therapy. Um, mm-hmm. he's, uh, was it depression and anxiety? Like, I think he has like some type of like bipolar disorder too. Like, it's been the, since diagnosed. Like, mm-hmm. we would have a lot more compassion for like all the weird shit. You know, to us, weird shit that he was doing before that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when he was talking about like, I just wanted to take some time away from from the team, and I should be able to do that. Like, that's basically what Kyrie did this year. Mm-hmm. And like, while it was still not handled the best by sports media like at least people were a little bit more like people raised the well maybe it's for his mental health maybe it's for x y and z but mm-hmm. he's not telling the, you know he's not telling us his reasons and so if like, ron would have oh go ahead oh no, no, no go ahead interject no i was gonna say and if ron would have said that at the beginning of the season i think that would have been better handled than Kyrie because Kyrie's was kind of like when he needed it in the moment it was like active using active pto Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, what Ron Artest was proposing was like, I need, I need a break. Like, I need time. Oh, I can tell you this right now. <laughs> and but I wonder if, yeah, I wonder though if that's like thirty-nine-year-old or whatever Ron is now, mm-hmm. saying, you know, like thinking about like all the stuff that he was doing, and it was just like I, I was trying to find a way to get away. Oh, I see what you're saying. So like, he was just like, oh, I got to work on my music, or I need, you know, I have a death in the family, or whatever it is, like whatever excuse he could give that somebody would be like, oh, okay, yeah, you need to go figure out. And like he's saying, like, that was me searching for a reason to step away because I felt like I didn't get that. Like he tried to retire. Mm-hmm. They told him, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You well, have I mean, to- like, you can retire. You're just not going to get paid. <laughs> and I'm sure. Like, said, absolutely not. Yeah. Which I know we'll get to on this year, this week's uh, but, episode. But like that makes me think about like Larry Sanders and Jason Kidd. But- oh, I cannot wait to talk about that. <laughs> But um, one one thing that was interesting to me about Ron Artest was mm-hmm. when he mentioned that some people have control over emotions. I don't. Mm-hmm. And he was like, even like happiness is not good for him. Like extreme happiness. He was like, it's like a game winner. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in bad shape. Like that's too much. Like it's it's too it's too much of a high. And if like, I get angry, if I'm angry, like it's too it's too much. Like emotions. I don't have any control over how I feel. 
that reminds me of like when he elbowed James Harden, like he had made like some mm-hmm. big putback and it was just like, it was completely like James Harden hadn't done anything to him. Like he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And Ron was just like, yeah. Rah! and it was like, yeah, I can see like how, <laughs> you know, like that was you losing control of your emotions and just kind of acting out. So mm-hmm. I feel like the, the conversation would, like we're not where we'll be in 10 years, but I feel like the conversation now and the way that he would be treated and like the support that he would have from not only the organization, but also from his teammates. Cause like Jermaine O'Neal was saying like, I ain't know, like I knew Ron had a therapist, but I didn't know like everything that was wrong with him. Yeah. And he said like, even he was like, if I had the mentality I do now, like I know a lot more now with mm-hmm. the way mental health is talked about, like it's a different environment. I, I agree with you. I think in 10 years we're going to be in a, hopefully, a, be- a better place hopefully mm-hmm. in a better place and it's just like kids nowadays like grow up with understanding that mental health is important and aren't stigmatized mm-hmm. for it at least to the same extent that somebody growing up in like the 90s would have was was um, there anything that happened in this document or this episode i would say that you didn't know where you were like oh wow like i didn't realize it went down that way or i didn't remember it happening this way for me no like I've heard every story that was told basically like from different interviews but it was nice to have it like all self-contained and have everybody be able to kind of react and give their side of like what they remember but like I've heard Stephen Jackson be like the craziest thing was like Ron asked me if they if he thought we was gonna get in trouble when we got to the locker room (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like Jermaine O'Neal was yeah, I would be too because he knew how much money he was about to lose. Mm-hmm. So I had a question though. I don't know if I heard it right, um, but did they start the the dress code because of this? I thought it, or yeah, but I thought it was because of AI though. I don't know why I always thought that. No, the like they were saying like AI basically brought that style to the NBA, so okay. it was like you know. AI was a target of it because, like, they were tired of, like, the hip-hop influence. But, mm. no, it was, like, a direct reaction to this because, like, they were trying oh, to okay. clean up the league. Okay. That's, yeah, that's something I didn't know. I thought it was – I didn't know Listen, it was direct. You seen them news clips, bro? Everybody and their mama. hmm Which, again, is why people say, like, the dress code was racist because, <laughs> you know, it was to placate white fans that were too concerned about, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, they're dressing like rappers. <laughs> what about you two was there anything on there where you were like hey i didn't know that or something that surprised you the jamal chansley thing surprised me oh yeah that i didn't know <laughs> jamal chansley <laughs> the catalyst <laughs> of the whole thing go, go get, get your, your file, file go get your file bro <laughs> yeah, no. mm. just like say less <laughs> And you me, know he's I've been waiting. Oh, oh it was it was three of the same types of dude, like person that like they were already like they were built the same way. They might have been like different models, but like built the same way. Like I am going to defend mine. And this this is my guy right here. It is what it is. And then I do remember that. Mm. Honestly, I understand that because as it was unfolding and it feels like 20,000 people are after you and then you see mm-hmm. the cops about the maze Reggie, like, you don't know who Reggie Miller is, man? For real? <laughs> really? You don't? And you a copy, man. I was like, these cats, bro. But see, and that's the thing anyway. Like, if something like, let's say Tim was getting to a fight or something like, I'm not going to hesitate to, you know, jump in. I feel like, you know, 
Like, same thing with either one of y'all. So, y'all, my guys, we all fight. One fight, we all fight. What up? That's how I went. And then fight or flight. Like, they had to protect themselves and, and, yeah. and get up. But it was a good reminder to me, like I mentioned with Jermaine O'Neal, but just a good reminder of, like, how cold these dudes were. Like, that was a for mm-hmm. real championship contending team. Like That yeah. team was cold. It was cold. I, I'm definitely going to try to find a way to go back and watch the 04 Eastern Conference Finals between the Pacers and the Pistons. Brad Miller was on that squad. Right? I was looking at some of them scores though. Like it was like oh, 59, yeah. 59 with like two minutes left in the fourth. I'm like, how do we watch this shit? <laughs> but I do like, yes, they championship talented, but like I was thinking about that throughout the doc, like every time they were saying that, I'm like, if it wasn't this, like I feel like that mix of players, like something would have tripped them up along the way. Like they were kind of like a ticking time bomb and it just happened to go off. Mm-hmm that at that when? time but if like you know that was early in the season but if they had gotten to like april and like you know like ron trying to get away from the team and stephen jackson while and now jamal tinsley apparently instigating a bunch of shit like at some point that would have came back to bite them so i don't know if they would have made it all the way through maybe but i just refuse to be- refuse to believe that they would have made it nine months together without anything like Derailing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them can absolve some things, you know, can forgive some things. And if That's they, I mean, they had a the talent. That's an interesting point. And it was also interesting the framing of it afterwards. Like, Stephen Jackson was able to find success after he left the situation. Yeah, Ron Artest was able to find success. Rick Carlisle was able to chip. finally get him a chip. chip. But Jermaine O'Neal. Reggie. Mm. And Reggie, like it's just, it was just, it was tough tits. Tough tits. I, I was, was going to say, like, that was the other thing that was like, would be different today is like Jermaine O'Neill and all them kept saying, like, we couldn't say anything afterwards. We couldn't do anything to defend ourselves. Like, we just had to sit and take it. And like, I've always said, like, Mouse in the Palace would have been like the craziest night on Twitter, like, if it existed when that happened. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I never thought about like the aftermath of that. Like Jermaine O'Neill could have gotten his side out, you know, like yeah. on our test and Stephen Jackson, like they could have been like, well, this happened, or you know, they were throwing chairs and shit. Like I would just feel like the, the conversation would have been a lot different if like players had direct access to the public at that time and not have mm-hmm. public media. Yeah. And it's, it was funny because even Ron Artest was kind of saying that where he was like we got the blame, but self-defense, whatever. I don't really care about if y'all want to give me the blame or not. I just want all the facts to be out. I want people to know the whole story and then they can make whatever decision mm-hmm. or opinion that they want. I just want everybody to know the whole truth. The yeah. whole truth. <laughs> and I forgot also that Ron Artest was all honest after he won that championship. Like, how he was like, man, I got this championship, but like, I regret this. Like, I, I, love, I was a bad teammate with the Pacers mm-hmm. and then like they cut him off his interview. Like they're like, eh, well, congratulations. You're a champion. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like that. Way to be a buzzkill, Right. He went a whole different way. Like that's what was on his heart. Like you can tell that that situation is something that has stayed with him mm-hmm. and stayed with him. Like he, he thought about it. Like he acknowledged, I didn't handle some of those things the best way. Like mm-hmm. you, like Jermaine O'Neal said, like I didn't handle some of these things the best way. I feel bad about that. In retrospect, I wish I could have done X, Y, and Z, but like it, that was the way it went. So 
That's the way it is. But I think they're actually cool now, Jermaine O'Neal and Ron Artest. Oh, yeah, that's great that they are. I mean, Jermaine, I Jermaine. executive produced the documentary, so I imagine if they weren't cool, like, he probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be there. Yeah, plus, I think he was, uh, he's around his contract, was about to be up around that time, too. So oh. that's why he was talking about his millions. Who? Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Like, that's one I'm yeah. going to watch a few times. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. And again, yeah, that's fan, that fan sucked. I want to say that one more time. Mm-hmm. That I loved sucked. it. Yeah. And that was the craziest thing. Like, I've heard, and it wasn't mentioned in a documentary, but I remember, like I said, I was watching ESPN that night and like the post game, like it was John Saunders. Like, I remember that to the day I died. Like, John, Sander, John Saunders went the fuck off and he was like, all oh, those, like, it was just like killing the fans, killing the fans. Like, that night, like, it was the fans were wrong. And then by the time, like, the story made its way around the world, like, and it completely flipped. And it was like the players, like, had no right to go into the stands and mm-hmm. all their thugs and blah, blah, blah. It just became this whole entire thing. A whole entire different thing. Like, it was always going to be a thing. But I feel like the, the visceral immediate reaction from, like, the people that were on TV was mm-hmm. the fans were out of line. And, yeah, like, I don't know how you can look at that video and be like, well, the player still should have just like you know laid down on the court and <laughs> just took whatever abuse they were gonna get from it. Right. It's like, hey, it's a free country. Like you can do whatever you want to, but whatever action you do is gonna have a reaction. So exactly, be smart in what you do. You caught Ron Artest on the wrong night. Shouldn't have threw nothing at him. Yeah. Shouldn't have threw nothing at him. Definitely yeah, shouldn't be on the fucking court like with squaring your... up with him. Right. <laughs> Bro, square it up on the court, bro. What you think was going to happen? Towel in his hand. What you think was going to happen, bro? Like, I don't know. He was... go on the I don't know how you walk what? up to six, seven, two hundred and sixty pound Ron Artest and be like, "Oh yeah, I, I can shoot the shoot a fair one with you." Well, you that... see what happened? He did. He got shot a fair one for sure. For sure. <laughs> he got shot fair too because he was getting, he was picking his ass up. I guess that. I guess that's why they call. I guess that's why they call uh, alcohol liquid courage. Because I was, yep, that's what I'm saying. No way, your sober ass mind that you would think, oh yeah, this is a good idea. That alcohol was whispering to him, "You got him. You can take him." He will eat pick his girl up off. He will run. He he prima. (laughs) No, in his mind, he's oh they just demons. They prima donnas. They just babies. They get paid all these millions. Let me go ahead and square up. They ain't worth nothing. (laughs) Now you're on your ass. Hey, oh, yeah, that's dumb because you just saw him ran, run into the crowd and like throw hands. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how you could think, like, yeah, he's not gonna hit me because he's soft. Like, do y'all you know think, where Ryan Harris test come from? Right. Do y'all think that if 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 Big Ben didn't throw start throwing his headbands and wristbands, of which he had on like 18 million, <laughs> that yeah. fan that a fan would have wouldn't have been like, you know what, let me throw something too. Like, do you think that that had anything to do with kicking off? What happened? No. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe, but I doubt it just because, like, Ron made himself a target at that point. That's not victim shame. I'm just saying, like, he made it easier for somebody to throw something at him because he was sitting stationary, like, he was a wide target. And, like, that dude was close enough, like, oh, yeah, I could fucking hit him from here. Like, it was just more of an opportunity thing than, uh, oh, Ben throwing stuff so I can throw stuff now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, Truth be told, that was disrespectful to lay on the scorer's table at somebody else's home court. 
But he was Wusan, though. He was just trying to come to Fire Fan. I hear what yeah. he was doing. Was but everybody else wasn't Wusan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was their problem. Maybe they needed to be taking the five seconds. Niggas eat the Wusan. Hey, so after y'all bust our ass, it's okay for y'all to lay across the scoring table? Him to lay on the scoring table, bro? Hey, I'm man. not saying, again, I didn't condone him throwing a cup, never will. I'm stating just the action of Ron Artest laying on the scorer's table after you got into it. After you intentionally fouled me, we got into it. You laid it across the scorer's table on my home court. You don't find that disrespectful? Yeah. I hate that. Well, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just different, but I, I, I think that what probably pissed him off, like more than the disrespect, is just like, no, like you want to fight, let's fight. Like, don't push me, and then like try to act like, oh, you know, I'm trying to be peaceful and shit. Like, I feel like that's probably like what, <laughs> what would have set Ben off more than like, you know, you laying down on my court. Like, no, it's just like, no, if you want to fight, let's fight. Like, don't I mean, and, don't try to punk out now. And then Ben also had a lot of other emotions that he was dealing with because he had lost his brother, which most people didn't know. Like he was like he was already uh, bottled up, mm-hmm. and like. He, he just exploded. Like, yeah. He got and mad. That's, that's the number one thing. Like, people, even with like undue criticism, not even undue, but like just criticizing people in general, like for sports things, it's like you never know what these players are going through in their personal lives. Mm-hmm. Like, people could be going through divorces, like, you know, like having problems in their relationships. Yeah. Kids could be sick. Whatever, you know, somebody died, whatever. Like, you never know what's going on. So, like, you just being like, Oh, you trash on Twitter, like that could be something that set somebody off just because it's like that's the last straw. Yeah. And they were already like going through it. Mm. Honestly, I apply that just to life in general. Like just be nice to people because you never know what's happening with someone else's life. Like just yeah, be cool. Like it don't even take that much to be nice. Like it's not hard. <laughs> nah. Just just be or easy. You- like everything don't need a reaction. Like just just be low, be cool, be mm-hmm. easy because people are going through things. Even the ones who are always making you laugh and smile, like every, people going through some things. Yeah. And that little yeah. kindness and can be something that like make their whole day. Like they think about that for like the rest of their life. Like, man, I remember I was at this mm-hmm. one point and mm-hmm. this happened and now like I think about that every so like you, you never know. Yeah, Fucks. Yeah, even even the lower. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, even to lower the bar, like just don't be an asshole. Like even if you don't actively make somebody like better, like just don't make it worse. Exactly. At the very least. At the very least. What were you saying, Ken? No, it's just the simple shit. Like treat everybody like treat others like how you want to be treated. Like the simple shit. Nope. It'd be feeling so simple, but I'd be like, why people make it so hard? Words more exactly. So many assholes over here. Right. <laughs> like for real. <laughs> Y'all got but any then, other? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, J.O., man. Like, watching it back, uh, it's what I saw it. If that man did not slip, bro, if he would have got full <laughs> force of that punch, bro, dog, bro. Like, that Woo. man's face would have been caved in, bro. Like, that, that damn there yeah. would have been a murder charge, bro. Thank you for reminding me. That was, like, even, like, his, you know, 20 years later interview with some bullshit, but, like, him going out on the stretcher, like, oh, I'm going to sue you. Dog. Like, Man, you trespassing at that point. That's self defense. He broke my face, man. Like, I'm gonna go get it. I need x rays (laughs) on my face. I bet you do. I bet you do. 
Exactly. Mm. <laughs> you got what you deserve, my good son. Like Martin when he came to court. <laughs> <laughs> and like, even like when he was doing, you know, like the current day interview, he's like, man, I, I don't understand why they treated a, a loyal fan like that. Like, you still <laughs> don't get it. Like You crossed your boundary as a fan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You went from fan to threat and was treated as such. <laughs> that assault charge. That's stupid. How do you, like, how, how do you even, like, feel like you have... Because they feel like they're part of the team. Like, they feel like yeah. they're affecting like, things. Like, it's like, it, it's the Pacers against us. They're, you know, yeah. like, they, they disrespected us because they came in and won a basketball game. Like, that... Like your earned money is in this team, bro. So it's my squad. Take your L and go home, like your team. Exactly, bro. Like everybody else, take the L to boot. Go Keep home. Take it. Exactly. Take it silently. Take it Keep gracefully. And that's Keep coming off a goddamn championship. Like right. It should right. definitely not be that serious. Like y'all are the reigning defending NBA champions, and you. That's why I hate that fucking team. Pissed off about like a, a November loss, yeah. like. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. Did you get triggered during the documentary? Yeah, I was the first thing I said. I was like, well, I fucking hate this thing. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, I hate them, bro. To this day, bro, I hate Ben Wallace, yo. To this day. The man hey, ben Wallace is a guy. Me. Yeah, he never does shit to me, but it's fuck him, bro. <laughs> to this day, bro. Ben Wallace has aged so gracefully. Like, but he still looked like somebody like you do not want to. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah, try he, it. He, like he definitely still got the hairs. Like he like Charles Oakley. Like it's certain people yes. that you, you know, <laughs> yeah, just, most definitely. Don't yeah. try them at any point. Like yeah. the age, you, you, it just ages with them. Like you can still see it written exactly. all over them. Like if you want to, okay, try me if you want to. It'll Catch be your last day. Catch this two piece real quick. I ain't talking about chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charles Oakley could be 80 years old. I'm still not fucking. Hell mm-hmm. no, nah, bro. I'm straight on Tyson neither. Hell no, yeah. man. Hell no. Ron Artest never. shit. Like never. Yeah, Ron Artest is fun. It's so cute because I like I'm I'm so appreciative of his growth. Like you can see how he's grown yeah. and how aware he is and things like uh-huh. that. Hey, and have I, y'all watched this man Tim? <laughs> I haven't. I was trying to find it, but I don't have showtime. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just gonna say it was on showtime. I need I need a showtime uh plug. Don't incriminate yourself. I ain't, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there into the universe. You know, maybe Showtime will hear this podcast and grant me just free, free access to their network. There you go. I want a Showtime spot. Hey, we can be y'all podcast. We can be a Showtime sports podcast, man. We got yeah, you. Yeah, bring it, yeah, we we here. We ready. We got you. We ready. I actually think all the smoke is a Showtime podcast, but oh, it is. We fit right in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. But no, like. I really enjoyed this. I was I was hoping like, dang, I wish this wasn't just one episode. Like, I wish they really could have like broke this down to like yeah. a three part uh, docu series. But I get it. Like each week's a different sports story. But are y'all gonna tune into the other, the next episode? What What's the next ones? I know I don't know what the next one is exactly. Like, I'm gonna look though. Okay. But I know the episodes. You got like the Caitlyn Jenner episode. Oh, okay. Um, the story with the the kid whose dad was in the mob and he got a, I think a hockey team. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't either. Well, it sounds interesting, though. While you're looking that up, I feel bad for uh, Fred Jones because they kind of just completely glossed over the fact that that dude was like whooping his ass from behind. Like, I don't know if y'all saw like the big 
burly dude that was like punching somebody. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like they yeah. kind of highlight him. Yeah, like that was Fred Jones. Like he was he went into the stands to kind of try to pull Brown and them back, and like a fan just came up and just like started punching him like from behind. And mm. like Fred Jones is a big dude, like six four NBA player, but like the other dude was even bigger. Tim mm. is definitely not enough. Her. Yeah, Tim going to sleep. Tim was dropping the phone and shit. Tim out here. Eyes closed. Look at him. He ain't even sitting up straight. This <laughs> The other episodes are Deal with the Devil, which is about uh Chrissy Martin, who if you're not familiar, she had a, a big rise in boxing thanks to Don King mm. and her trainer Jim Martin. Mm-hmm. And her moniker was the coal miner's daughter. Eventually, she started getting involved with Jim, her trainer, mm-hmm. who was yeah. 24 years older than her. And mm-hmm. while she was advancing in her career, she had to go through some home life battles where she faced a near-death experience when her husband or partner trainer tried to murder her. Oh, shit. Oh, no. So... Oh, they actually got Jim Martin in the in in the episodes too. Oh, also you tell uh-huh. it's a wow. Okay, they got everybody in that. Okay, Layla Ali's in there. Mike Tyson, Chrissy's family. Then they got the Caitlyn Jenner episode, which is uh-huh. about her transition, mm. and so it's the first time where she will really get a chance to talk through things. Didn't they have a last documentary on that? Hey, this is. Like an E series, I think. This says this will be the first time the media personality will be revealing her struggle to embrace her real identity when she catapulted to stardom and skillfully crafted the all-American celebrity image of Bruce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe they're talking about like back in the 70s, but I definitely know why she was going through her transition. Like they had a whole TV show about it. Like Other episode is Crimes and Penalties, which was the one I was talking about. It was James Galante, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He found himself, or he was the son. Oh, sorry. James is the dad. AJ is the son. And mm-hmm. at 17 years old, AJ was the president and GM of a UHL ice hockey team that his dad bought. It is. 17 years old, general manager. That sounds like rookie of the year. Yeah, but two years later, that team was <laughs> was wrapped up in some federal racketeering investigations. Yeah, so th- there were some mop, there were some things happening <laughs> while he had that team. So that documentary is about that one. Mob ties. And the last episode was about Marty Fish. Um, just talking about how he rose to the ranks number one tennis player, but how his mental his mental health just started getting worse, which led him to walking away from the biggest match of his life. So it was just talking about his mental health. It's, it should be pretty good. They were very, very wise in starting with the Malice and Palace episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. I'll probably keep tuning in just to see. This I like a good documentary. Related. Yeah. This ain't sports related, but I do want to watch uh, Cocaine Cowboys on Netflix. Like, oh, it's good. Oh, it I'm still watching it, but it's good. It is good. But yeah, we can end it there before Tim go. I mean, he might be asleep already. So <laughs> we'll get out of here. Y'all got any closing thoughts on this documentary? Would y'all tell people to watch it if they haven't yet? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
it's definitely a must watch. Um, you'll definitely enjoy it, especially if you you know kind of remember and where you were and stuff like that. It's definitely enjoyable. It was well put together. I think even if you aren't familiar with it, you yeah, would be interested totally in it. Like it's yeah. a it's a well told documentary. Like if if mm-hmm. just a well told yeah, story well, engages you, go right on ahead and check that one out. For sure, do it. All right. Well, that being said, I'll just wrap this right on up. If you want to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Oh, to me. Yeah, yes. Wait a Wait minute. A minute. <laughs> 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 and the mic said, I got to go to sleep. Um, yeah, you can catch me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Camille Monet. C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E because your mom is fancy. Thank you, yes, sir. At the award winning, not award winning, at the NBA champion. <laughs> That's all you get. Yep. Everyday under um shit. Everyday <laughs> um underscore yesterday on Instagram, <laughs> cares, or Twitter and Snapchat. And it's your boy. Uh, Oh, <laughs> uh, all the times he do yours, you better do his right. I, I was me too. I was ready, like, oh, uh, come oh, on, get, get your get your Tim impression. I'm, I'm gonna rewind you. Hold on. Right. I can't spell this nigga last name. Um, he don't spell his whole last name. <laughs> oh, this your boy. Oh, uh, uh, this your boy. Okay, uh, okay. What? I used to name. Your K- name K- started with a K. What? I mean, yeah, y'all T. Yeah, y'all know what the nigga say. Shit. <laughs> and, and that's your boy T-I-M-K-I-N-Z the number three aka as Ketchum aka Mr. Give it, it to me. me I hate y'all man you know I'm gonna miss y'all I'm gonna miss y'all man <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, he ain't said dilly dilly in so long don't get him started back on that again. we gonna hear this being like oh yeah I'm gonna bring dilly dilly back no, I'm for the dog. This bad shit. Fuck this nigga, dog. This nigga gonna <laughs> he, he knew we was doing this shit. This nigga gonna fall asleep. Fuck that nigga, dog. We out here working, B. We out here not dog while we trying to do some 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 bonus footage. Boy, he out here tripping. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't wait till this nigga hit this shit. Mm. Well, enjoy. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. Right until next time on technical file. Peace out, y'all.